Ladies and gentlemen of the internet, this is the Game Minister Podcast for the 19th of July 2022. My name's Callum. My name's Ewan. And as it is now July, we've hit the uncomfortable zone for people who like to spend a lot of their time indoors in the um it's currently a billion degrees. But somehow a billion, I mean over twenty. But somehow this year it's uniquely spicy in that there are spaces down south that are hitting like thirty. Which... Oh yeah, there's like there's currently like a national emergency apparently for the weather. Yes, um, on you know a normal a lot thing. of places in the country, a normal thing that happens. Do you remember? Um, do you remember like what a month ago when I the first podcast after I came back from holiday, and I was like, "Yo, it was like thirty degrees in Italy. It was a nightmare." And then yeah. it followed me the fuck back here. Like, ugh. yeah, it's apparently going to hit forty in London on Monday. Yeah, which is. Um, I'm sure it's great for the people in London and oh, that yeah. like but it's fine absolute because... cesspool of a city that has way too many people in it for oh, yeah. it to be also 40 degrees. That but, that's... It's, but it's fine because people in charge said, just go outside and enjoy the sun, despite the fact the NHS are sending out warnings that are like, yo, don't go out in the sun. <laughs> the thing, well, yeah, the thing that I saw was like, there is a national warning on for heat. Yep. And the way to deal with that is just to be careful. That is like, that yeah, is not oh, yeah, advice. That is you just, just saying... Careful. Hey guys, there's a shark in this water. Maybe just don't go in the water. It turns, out, it turns out the the um, recommendations are the same as when uh, COVID started. It's like just be careful. Just be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, just, just don't just don't don't get COVID. Yeah. that's the that's the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. It's <sighs> really, really, <laughs> really not uncomfortable in the slightest. No, but. not at all. Um, like, it's, also... it's slightly better for us, slightly further up north because we're not hitting like forty or whatever. No. But it's still. Pretty I mean, bad. Glasgow. Like, I think we're we're and, down to get like twenty eight tomorrow or something. Yeah, Glasgow's but... supposed to be between twenty four and twenty eight for the next two days, and then Wednesday's going to thunder or Tuesday night up here is going to thunder, um, which will be fun. Uh, I mean, that's good. That'll break the it will, whatever but the fuck like, is going on. But I don't know what thunder's like when it's twenty four, twenty five, twenty six, and it changes. Oh, like like it'll be comfortable, probably. Oh yeah, it's just, be it's just more moisture in the air. Like that's yeah. it'll be bad, but you know summer right that's 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 that is summer i hate hate summer so much i just i don't it just it does nothing for me and i think people who like summer are masochists it's just i mean yeah i'm not i'm very much not a summer person either so i'm just like so uncomfortable trying to do do as much as possible to like block sun from entering my flat in the slightest and like i've brought out my big fan and stuff like that i saw that um there was a there was a TikTok doing the rounds. And I think it could share on Twitter a bunch as well. I was like, oh, if you want to beat the heat, here's an easy way to do it. You spray your windows down with soapy water and then put tin foil up, um, to like <laughs> reflect the sunlight away. And you're like, well, See, that'll work. That, that I thought about doing that. I was just like, what if I just tape a bunch of tin foil up to my window? Like, would that work? Like, there are windows I've got that are fine because they've got like blinds and stuff on them, so the mm-hmm. blind blocks like all the sunlight and stuff. Like that, but there are some that don't. And I was like, what happens if I just tinfoil it like i mean you will but you also generate a faraday cage so good luck in your wi-fi signal like you I know mean, that's, yeah, through you're, one. Not, you're not you're well, not like, putting it's, it's like internally ceiling or whatever in fact you might actually get better wi-fi reception because it'll bounce off your windows so actually it might improve yeah. your wi-fi make, so. keep, keep keep the wi-fi in you just keep the wi-fi because the 5g is causing covid so you know you need to keep oh, all those signals right. in, inside that's good, yeah because you said your home wi-fi is fine so you want to keep that in but then the 5g on the outside is yeah, bad keeps, so you keeps, want to reflect keeps, that with tinfoil keeps the covid out yeah it's, it's all good <laughs> tinfoil it keeps <laughs> the 5g covid out that's the only the five G COVID on this podcast. Yeah, oh, only yeah. the five G COVID. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Normal COVID that you get from humans will not be stopped by. Yes, we're now. We're now... Please God, everybody, don't take this seriously. No. We're, not... <laughs> we're now pivoting into this medical advice. advice. 
This is not advice. This is not I know that I work advice. in like in like a tangential field and stuff like that, but do not take yeah this any of that, that as advice. Yeah, this is yeah. Don't definitely don't stay safe for the oh, love of God. Jesus. Yeah, I remember I was talking to someone, and um, it was like kind of work obviously like our work summer parties and stuff like that there are people who i've never met in person because they've started during lockdown and just teams haven't merged and all this kind of stuff so meeting some people for the first time they're like oh so like how long you've been here and all this kind of stuff and it was and they were like oh but you'll like i can't remember what we're talking about like oh but you'll have like you'll have you'll have accumulated some medical knowledge over the time you've been here right i was like well no uh and then i told the story about was it four or five years in i can't remember me and a friend were like um we got uh like i don't know if they're a promo or they're educational or something but like human like miniature like torso human torsos with like all the organs like inside mm. and um somebody took them all out one of our cl- clinical people took them all out uh and was like okay put this human back together again like with all the organs and oh right okay sure yeah and i was like okay i know roughly what all of these bits are i don't recognize this bit but all right sure and i'm putting it all together and i put everything to close the chest and i still have a bit remaining and i'm like oh i hmm and i turned around to look at my friend and he was like he had all the stuff inside but the chest wouldn't fit so he was just taping it up like to try and keep it shut it was like it's a good thing we don't do anything medical what was the what was the bit you were missing like what hadn't you put in i don't know i think it was like i think it was a liver i can't remember it was some a liver part of a liver oh no it was part of because like i think the, the like the large intestine was in like three bits or something like that and i think yeah, i missed a yeah. bit of it or something like that oh okay sure. um, that was, yeah, fair yeah, enough. But it was like ikea furnituring this human body where i was like uh this will probably be fine this is a spare right yeah fine it's okay yeah um, your spare part of your large intestine is, oh yeah yeah <laughs> one of the actually the other one one of the trainings we have to do or did have to do at one point it's not really had to do, but it was a, it was an optional thing where we got our clinical people to um, show scans, like anonymized scans of people, to be like, "Hey, what do you think's wrong with this person?" And we'd go into teams of two and like look at scans and like use the stuff that we build to look at scans. Um, yeah, and you basically diagnose this person with no medical knowledge, and we're sitting, we're sitting going through it, and it's like, "Oh, that's secure." And I know that like dark spots are bad, so we're looking at them. It's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, there's a dark spot in the lung." It's like, okay. Um, and you go back and you present, okay, so what do you think's wrong with the patient? He says, well, the dark spots, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, so did you not get the guy had only had one kidney? I was like, <laughs> what? This guy's just You're giant, not the most obvious thing. giant yeah. hole where his other kidney would be. It's like, oh, yeah, we're not good at this. But luckily we don't need to be, so it's fine. <laughs> it's all right. Um, but yeah, speaking of things that I'm not good at, let's talk video games. Um, yeah. Definitely not good at them. Definitely not good at them, which is why a lot of the ones that I've been playing are not intense skill video games. Um, <laughs> well, actually, are you no. are you saying you and that you've spent a lot of your time playing sad twee bollocks like that? Is... Who, who would have guessed? Actually, no, not sad twee bollocks. No, um, finished Neon White. Well, finished. I have everything except one ace done in your okay, light sure um, is that the one that you said that it's one ace but it's like a four minute level was it's that like the fourth or fifth last level and it's four minutes from start to finish Jesus and Christ. uh i don't know how i'm supposed to get the ace i do not get it i do not how far what... is your time off from the ace 
like 20 seconds something like that Jeez, okay. like it feels like it feels like i'm missing something and i cannot i've still not found the hint like i've ran that level 20 30 times and i cannot mm. see where the hint you just is you can't see the little hand nope. yeah um but yeah so the, yeah that game we talked about it last time that game's awesome and i'm looking forward to oh, yeah. seeing things do you know there's a hmm, i don't know if this is a, this is not really a spoiler but i've seen this on the internet and i'm sure you've seen it as well do you know there's a fourth, a fifth medal? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Right. Yeah. I don't know how you're supposed to get them or know what the times are. I, I, I don't either, but I assume okay. there is a way. I just there don't must know what be a way. Is. But yeah, there's a, there's a fifth medal. Um, and I don't have any of them yet. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, um, also played through um, Deliver Us the Moon, which was a game that the sequel to it got announced at not e3 this year um it's a cool little thing it's like well it's it's not a particularly huge game but it's like a i think they describe it as like a sci-fi thriller which is probably like a good description of it it's like it's like a mixed first third person okay so the, the setup basically is that near future um no, uh, we've used all the fossil fuels on Earth. There's no way of energy generating power anymore. And then a research base on the moon discovers that they can mine this stuff called helium-3, which produces all the power we'll ever need. Um, and they set up the system to beam that power helium back with microwaves. Three. They call it helium-3. I don't know. Um, okay. Helium-2 wasn't good enough. I yeah. used of helium. Well, helium is two. Oh, <laughs> yes. Helium-3. I don't know. Um, and they beam it back to Earth with microwaves. Which... Oh, it's real. Okay. Is it? Okay. Sure. Light, stable isotope of helium with two protons and one neutron. Okay. Sure. Oh, um, okay, cool. But they may not do. I'll then... just give a look at this while you talk. <laughs> uh, they stick in a reactor there, beam the energy back to Earth via, via a giant big microwave thing. Um, and then one day it just stops and they stop beaming the energy. And because the Earth has become so reliant on this energy being beamed from the moon, nobody's ready for it. Everything shuts down. Earth becomes terrible. Um, except there's a group of people who are like, if we can just get one person to the moon, they can go and fix this. I'm sure something there'll be something. We just need to figure out how to do it. And they spend years building a rocket, traditionally, again, to launch somebody to the moon, which is you. Um, and it's about going into the, the moon base and discovering what happened to the, the energy and the transfer and all this kind of stuff. It is a... Th- thriller like it's not there's no like aliens or horror aspects to it it's just like a space thriller it's like closer to like a gravity than it is like a aliens um yeah. it's cool it's it's like four hours it's like very kind of it is if you can think of a puzzle format in a video game it's in this it's like yo have you ever had to move an item so that when you turn power on and the water on the floor gets electrified and you have to jump across platforms that you've made but that you've set up before, that's in there. Um, right. Have you done um, like a stealth section where you have to like, there's like rogue robots where you have to sneak past them, that's in there as well. Uh, lots of door codes, lots of um, uh, you have a small robot that can go through small things to get other stuff, like Basically, every type of puzzle that you can think of that you've seen in a video game is in this game somewhere. Um, it's cool. It's nothing particularly... It's not like... 
genre-defying, but it's a cool four-hour thing, and I'm super interested to see what Deliver Us Mars, I think, is the sequel. Is, yeah, which that looks like, really cool from, the, from it did. the trailer, right? And it's massively, like, it looks like they've really upped the production values as well. Like, there's nothing wrong with um, with um, with Moon. Like, it looks fine, but it's, like, it looks very Unreal Engine, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's, like, they've definitely upped it for, for, for Mars. Um, and it's a really promising looking thing um which is very very cool um and then i also put some time into last call bbs which i'm not going to talk hugely about because like you don't care but um <laughs> it's it's super interesting i've seen it played like yeah, it yeah, looks yeah. super cool it's... yeah so, so let's call bbs is the last game from zachtronics who are developers of god like some of my favorite games like everything from Space Chem to Exopunks to Eliza to uh, Mobius Front 93 to uh, TIS 900 or uh, 100 or whatever the name of that game was. Like, super they interesting. Make, they make those games that try and stealth teach you programming. That's the... Some of them, yeah. Except Space Chem, Space Chem and Opus Magnum are like more conveyor belt games. And then Eliza's That's a visual awesome. novel. And Mobius Front is like a hex based strategy game. Um, they've done a lot of different stuff over the years. Um, but this is their final game. Like they are shutting down as a studio um, on their own terms. They've just like, like we want to go do something else, and the team wants to go do something else. Um, so, and it is a basically a mini game collection, but styled as a uh, like mid nineties or early nineties computer calling a BBS. Which, if you're like past a, if you're like maybe seven to eight years younger than us you have no idea what half those words are um but yeah it, and it's 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 not it's like it's styled in the same way that like a lot of the zachtronic stuff is styled in that like it's trying to go it's, it's like a hollywood version of like what a bbs and one of these, these systems look like and it's basically like a collection of nine mini games that kind of encompass different bits of what zachtronics have done in the past so there's like 20th century food court which is kind of closer to like a space game where you're building like a food um production line and wiring yeah, stuff it was one together thing that i noticed that that thing was like all of the the mini games that it presents are all like weird variants of other stuff that zachtronics have made it's, yeah other but, than a couple of them which aren't but yeah best pieces uh, yeah so there's that there's like um dungeons and um oh god dyson oh god what the hell's the name of that thing Dungeons and Diagrams, Dungeons and Diagrams, which is like Picross kind of uh, slash Minesweeper slash a couple other things in there, which is like a really intense puzzle game. Um, There's a a Gunpla Builder Simulation game in there, which I got way into in a way I wasn't expecting, Um, which is actually remarkably detailed and is pretty cool. There's a lot of cool stuff in there. and yeah, it was just uh, I did a kind of big thread on Twitter, but like, Sectronics are a super interesting company, and they've made some stuff that like seems laser targeted at me, but also like is probably one of the most like diverse inter- uh, studios in terms of the stuff they've released. Like I said, like yeah, for sure. hex based strategy programming game, emotional visual novel. Like they've done a lot of cool shit, um, and it's cool to see a studio. I mean, obviously, I'm gonna miss them, but it is cool to see a studio kind of shutting down on their own terms like they're not running out of money they've not been bought and sold or anything like that they're just like yep 
we're done. We don't need to. We don't need to do that anymore. Um, and they've kind of spawned a genre like a Zach like where like games like Signal State, which I've talked on here, and there's a bunch of other programming games out there that that kind of emulate that style. And I'm glad. Um, yeah, I'll miss Sectronics, but last call BBS is cool. Um, and the last thing probably for me is that I got a Steam Deck. Um, yeah, which all kind of happened very quickly where the steam the on deck twitter account was like hey we're starting to send out the q3 release window emails tomorrow the day after the tweet went out i was like oh cool that's the start which is like july september i think is the q3 one yeah you you saw that and kept messaging me being like that's not gonna be me no like that i mean it's, it's I was not super right? late or whatever um and then like the day the emails went out like four o'clock or something like that i got an email it was like oh hey um your steam deck's ready to be purchased i was like okay fine and i went through the please purchase. give us the rest of the money the for rest your of the money there. yeah um so i bought it and it was like okay this thing will ship fucking later and then two days later it was like it ships and then three days later it's like hey it's here um <laughs> it's in your hands it's in my hands um yeah i mean we'll we'll probably do a video or something with it just to show off a little bit but that thing is it feels really trite to say but that thing kind of does feel like magic like it feels like it should not be as smooth and as usable as it is it's really weird um so i've tried like that's, what, like, that's kind of what everybody's saying right is that like the text actually really impressive the text totally like, works like, what I, it is, yeah. i've basically had like zero problems with it i've had one um vampire survivors is the only game i've had a trouble had a problem with where a couple of times i've tried to exit that game and it's it's not crashed the the steam deck but it has like locked up all of the like yeah, steam ui or whatever um we're like i can still sure. i can still play more steam more, more vampire survivors like all those controls work but like i can't get to the steam overlay like none of the steam buttons work oh no it's just so like once you once you get in that game it doesn't want to let you go um but yeah it's it's like hell of impressive that what that thing is doing um like i played everything from or i tried a bunch of stuff on it like neon white runs really well um do you really not, want to play neon white with no, sticks? No, you don't. I don't at all, as it turns out. Yeah. But I wanted to see what it looked like, and I was like, "Yeah, this is this feels like I'm playing it on a console, right?" Um, the I tried that. I tried like Satisfactory, like super CPU intensive game. <laughs> it was like, yeah, just fucking now, works. That I can imagine being good for something, something like Satisfactory, or like Factorio, or something like that. It's probably really good for Steam Deck because it is like. Factorio, one of those set up and leave it games. That... Factorio, yes, satisfactory, not as much because you do kind of need, you don't need, but like mouse control is actually super useful in that game because you can do like, oh, for like placement and stuff for placement and things like that. It gets a little complicated, and I, I, it's kind of difficult. I'm not going to explain it, but I'll show up when we do the video. Like one of the things that's really shocked me about the Steam Deck, which has always been there, which has always been this feature of Steam that a lot of people talked about, but it really comes into its own when you've got the Steam Deck is the like controller mapping stuff that steam does so like mm. i haven't looked at that in a while but like steam has this thing oh, where like unique profile stuff not like even that, steam, like the level of customization that's on there is bonkers <laughs> like it's kind of insane what it can what you can get it to do so like obviously like mapping keyboard and mouse games to controllers is a thing that steam's done for a while and it's usually pretty good at being like okay there's a bunch of like built-in profiles that like here's a profile that will try and map like a standard wsad game like a mouse and keyboard game to a controller where like right trigger is left mouse and wsad is the left stick and stuff like that like that that's kind of standard 
but people have been putting up profiles and stuff like that for a while so you'll boot up a game and it'll be like hey there's a bunch of profiles for this we've picked like the most popular one by votes but there's a bunch in here which you can look at and i looked at the satisfactory one so the steam deck has two analog sticks d-pad and it's got two like uh, touchpads the same way that the steam controller did um mm-hmm. and what they've done with that is it's super cool they've the this profile or the most popular profile for controllers has mapped the left touchpad to like a zero to nine radial menu to select a hotbar and the right touchpad has like flick up or like you press you you touch it and it opens up another radio menu with like up for uh, like flashlight yeah. and down for one of the build tools i can't remember but they are color coded and have icons on them like you oh, can get so and i was like how the fuck do you even do this and it turns out you can't modify them hugely on you do a lot on the steam deck but it's highly recommended you do most of these profiles on desktop we've got the proper tools and stuff like that but like you can it's so easy to take like hey take the right stick and turn it into like a four-way radio menu that does one seven nine and four and then make y like execute this series of commands and then do like it's so flexible it's kind of terrifying and it really Mm. comes into its own when you've got this thing which is like here's a bunch of controls that you can do whatever the fuck you want with um it's really impressive and i'll I'll show off and do something with it and the only thing i'm not a huge fan of so far on the the steam deck the um god what's even the term for them like the back buttons like not the shoulder buttons like the ones on the very back you would press with like your middle and fourth finger oh yeah like the weird the weird paddle like, buttons um paddles yeah that's what or, whatever for. they're called they're on like the, the elite controller and stuff like that um i am unsure how you're supposed to press them because they kind of go from the inside of the 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 kind of handle bit onto the back of the steam deck and if you try and push it on the actual back it feels like they don't click quite right and if you pull the handle to click them it feels like it's not quite it's, it's kind of difficult to do sometimes so i basically have not used those buttons at all yet Um like i haven't found a, an, a comfortable way to hold it in a way that i can actually use those buttons properly um but yeah like the technology is kind of incredible like it just it just fucking does the thing like i haven't it done just it. works it just works like i know that's super cliche but it kind of just worked like i haven't thrown anything at it it's gone no yet so i don't know um well so how does it how does it vary from like the you know how there are those games that are marked as like like optimized for deck thing yeah. so is like, that different to like other games that you've tried that aren't optimized so, for deck so i've tried a couple there's like four levels basically of like deck compatibility there's not even compatibility like recommendation there's like fully certified which means that somebody in valve has played this game and actually it's really cool if you do one that's not fully certified it pops up this window that's like here are the requirements for it being fully steam deck certified and here's the ones that hasn't passed and it's everything from like the text is too small on some menus to like um you need a mouse or you need a pointer to get past a particular menu or something like that and it right. just shows you the list it's like here's the ones that passes here's that's the ones really that cool doesn't. they're actually showing you the criteria totally. that's a really cool idea um, yeah. so so like the first time i booted up satisfactory and it's like hey this is like it works but it but the text is kind of small and you need a mouse for some of the menus but somebody has created a steam deck profile that bypasses the mouse stuff. oh that's really good yeah so that's it, good so it, it's good at that and it, it, so it tells you exactly what it 
doesn't doesn't do so there's like fully verified which means like it's ready to go so like tunic which is a game i'll talk about in a second um is fully steam deck certified and what that means is like all the controls are mapped the button presses or the button icons are the correct button icons and like the it has like a like a settings profile so like it defaults to 1288 by 700s it defaults to a bunch of graphic settings like it knows it's a steam deck and calibrates itself for that um so there's that there's like i can't remember what they call it but like the level under that which is the one i'm talking about which is like it doesn't tick the full checklist but it plays the one under that is like we have no idea or the, the one under that is like hey there's some known problems with this thing uh, and then the one under that is like we have no fucking idea like try it and it, at no point does it stop you like you can run any of mm. them um, oh sure it doesn't actually say like no you can't do that no no That's... it just says like yeah it just yeah it just lets you go and it does uh, like stuff in the the like the steam library that's kind of interesting as well is like the def- the the tab it defaults to in the steam library is like best on deck which i think is what they're calling their thing which is like here's everything in your library that has been fully validated and you can turn mm. that you can turn that filter down to be like show me fully validated and mostly validated and like when i looked through my library i was like that's like a large percentage of my library just kind of fucking works and it's kind of impressive um the one thing i want to try just for like giggles is i want to put cyberpunk on it like i think that's the most intensive God. game i own just to see I what think it that does would make the thing explode yeah i've seen video of it running whether it um how well it runs and stuff i i don't know and like the one thing i'll say the battery life is massively variable where yeah that's what i've heard a lot and of. it really depends what you're playing like i played like three and a half hours of vampire survivors basically from a full battery before i got and i think i still had like 20 percent left at the end of it and then i played like two hours of tunic and got a 10 percent warning like it's kind of all over the place Jeez. um so like you'll get a battery pack get proper chargers get the stuff you need if you're going to take it actually on the road like yeah you're going to need some some power for this thing also like do some googling about power stuff like the plug that comes with it is like a straight usb to mains power plug but like you can't just plug any usb charger into this thing it needs a specific what well not needs at least a specific wattage for it to do anything or it's going to run down the battery faster and you can charge it if you plug it in like you need to have specific stuff um for people who are looking a 45 watt charger with a pd USB C cable is like the bare minimum in order for you to actually charge as well as or at least keep it at zero i think depending on the game um so that stuff's kind of finicky USB C generally is kind of finicky um yeah in terms of power and and stuff which is kind of annoying but um yeah but no it, it's it fucking works like i don't i don't know what else like like most valve hardware stuff like it works and it's really down to support at this point um and considering there's still a massive queue for them it looks like it's done pretty well for itself so my my pre-order that i made like three weeks ago hasn't popped so that's <laughs> yeah very upset i mean it says october right is the... I, I don't even remember what okay. it said to be honest um so yeah so we'll we'll do some of that just to show off a little bit of, of what it looks like is it's... there a way you can look at it how do you look at the progress of your steam deck pre-order if you go to the steam deck page on steam the one that you've pre-ordered will have a thing under it that says like q3 whatever oh yeah yeah availability okay yeah sure what does it say october yeah. october yeah or That's... october or later is what it says yeah so you're yeah you're at the end of the queue funnily enough considering you weird it. Who yeah. guess? um 
but yeah and so the other thing as well um i started playing tunic because that felt like a good steam deck game um game's cool i i that's that is that is just to be safe with our accent it's tunic with a t not yeah a not C H O N I C. uh yeah tunic. t-u-n-i-tunic yeah t-unic um yeah, yeah uh, that game's cool i can't i'm not hugely into it so i don't want to talk too much about it but yeah it's uh i have heard it is good it is it's like very good computer. music also very good which i was kind of surprised about um but yeah it runs like flawlessly on a steam deck and it's you go into it and you're like oh yeah they're definitely going for like a zelda thing in here and then you start getting some stuff and you're like oh they're no they're going for more than just more than just that um but i'll talk about it more when, when i've played some more of it but yeah yeah tunic's pretty cool um yeah, I think that's everything I've been playing. What about yourself? Uh so the, a couple of things that like I'm still like playing Sunbreak for Monster Hunter. That still I've I've fought and fought and that's not a word. I've fought uh, some of like the higher end monsters at this stuff, like the Elder Dragons and stuff like that. And they're all still like really cool and really well designed, and they have really fucked up mechanics. There's some weird ones. There's like a new effect that monsters can put on you that are like. It puts a it puts a debuff on you that like slowly ticks up, and if it gets to the top of the bar, you stop being able to heal. Oh. But you can cure yourself of it by like doing damage to the monster. So it's this thing of like once it's on you, you kind of have to go in and like keep fighting them. Gotcha. It's really interesting. Uh, some picture- cool fights like Mal- Malzino and stuff like that is really cool. Malzino is just like a big dragon that shoots big red lasers, but it has like a weird fake teleport. It like looks like it's moving one way and then teleports and goes oh. somewhere else. So it's this really interesting thing. I saw a picture um, of a dragon or some kind of large thing that looked like it had jet engines. The fuck's the deal with that? Yeah, I've not fought that yet. I think that's like MR, that may be like MR7 or something like that. I'm only MR5, but yeah, I've, I have seen the the thing with jet engines. on. I'm about to fight returning piece of shit Bagel Geese, who is... Excuse me? Um, bagel Geese. Everybody just calls him Bagel. Sure. is um a big fucking dragon with like polyps on him that he drops down that are like bombs so cool. he just like bomb rushes you the whole time it's really annoying i'm about to fight him that'll be fun uh, valtrax um, was the, the one i was looking i was valtrax okay i've not fought valtrax yet yes that'll be um, interesting val sorry valstrax there you go valstrax um, or the sky comet dragon in english okay sure um yeah this thing just crimson like- glow valstrax oh god yeah yeah uh, this thing just looks like it has wings, but the wings are jet engines. It's kind of cool. Fantastic. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, well, I look forward to that. That'll yeah. be good. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Um, I also, I've I've been playing Fall Guys on and on, yeah. on and off again. Because that thing went free to play, right? And Yeah, it's, so it went on to Epic and then went free to play. Um, so I just, I, 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 my friend um, made a joke at one point. It was like, oh, it's gone free to play. We should try Fall Guys. Ha ha. And then at one point I was like, no, really, we should play Fall Guys. Like I, <laughs> I was I played like a lot of Fall Guys and really liked it and got quite good at it. And they were like, Oh yeah, yeah, sure, let's do it. So I've been playing Fall Guys on and off. Um cool. I game's still really fun. Like it is just still really dumb and enjoyable. Um don't take it too seriously, and that's that's kind yeah, of the best yeah. way to play it. I thought one of the um, I thought the um when there was that spat of like actual Fall Guys hacking where people like had like double speed and shit like that. Well, it like, still exists. There are still Fall Guy hackers. Oh, I'm sure. But like, 
fucking Fall Guys, really? I know. Like, uh, that's the it's game. It's what we keep saying to each other, where it's like, who, why the fuck do you want to cheat at Fall Guys? I don't get it, but, you know. There has to be a better people game you can win. spend your time cheating on, right? Yeah, you'd think, but I don't know. Yeah. People still want to just, I don't know, get crazy. It's, like, it's weirder now, where... In the old version of it, you used to your wins used to be tangible into like things you could buy, like you could buy stuff from the shop with like mm. crowns and stuff. But now that it's free to play, it's got the like the the non-pay money and the pay money. Oh, I didn't realize the they changed is, it that much, huh? Okay, yeah. So there's, there's still kudos, which is your free to play money, and then there's pay for money, which is like right. uh, show bucks or something like that. <laughs> what they call it? Sure. Um, and that is used to buy like the higher end cosmetic stuff right. and crowns now as their own like battle pass style track that has stuff that unlocks as oh, you get more that huh. sort of thing so now cheating doesn't really do anything other than progress you along that track and it doesn't mean that you can then buy cosmetics or anything like it's weird it's still a weird choice but yeah. it's even weirder now that you're not getting tangible stuff for winning oh yeah uh, for sure that's huh okay um, um yeah fall okay. guys is still really fun but the game i want to talk about because i've not actually talked about this yet um since i played it was the quarry um oh right yeah because i've not actually talked about this i played it when it came out or yeah. i was part of a group playing it when it came out yeah, yeah, yeah um so the quarry is the latest game by supermassive the people that made until dawn and the the dark picture anthology games yep um the quarry is much more a direct spiritual sequel to Until Dawn than any of the Dark Picture stuff was. Yeah. The Dark Picture stuff has its own um, sort of idea and like mythology and stuff like that, whereas this, the quarry is basically... I mean, the quarry, the quarry is it basically at its heart basically the same as Until Dawn, which is kind of one of the problems I have with it. Mm. Um, so it's, much, it's a much more direct thing, whereas the quarry is um, a group of idiot teenagers that include... Uh, actors they may recognize like Ariel Winter from Modern Family and Brenda Song from um, The Social Disney. Network and a bunch oh. of other bunch of other Disney stuff. Justice um, Smith, the Justice Smith who was in Detective, Detective Pikachu, Pikachu. Yeah. Uh, and famous actor from Scream and WCW World Heavyweight Champion um, David Arquette. He's also in it. Wait, um, don't okay. ask. It's okay, a weird no, time okay. in WWE history, but he was the champion for a bit. Okay. Sure. Um, they're they're on it, and a, a bunch of idiot teenagers get uh, left at a summer camp at a place called Hackett's Quarry overnight when they're not supposed to, because some guy, some fucking idiot teenager, breaks their car because he wants to try and get back together with his ex girlfriend, and leaves gets leaves them stranded there, and lo and behold there are monsters in the forest and that yeah. sort of thing. Um, it is almost exactly the same as Until Dawn, where it is kids in a place and there are monsters and then that's kind of it. So, um, so this, this is interesting because we talked a little bit about this and like when you said like, yeah, it's basically Until Dawn again, I was like, that's not on its own necessarily a bad thing. Like I liked Until Dawn quite a lot considering how... But it is it is when they've made like four other games and that's between like, nothing's that's, changed that's like, what i'm saying like is it just because yeah. like it's not new anymore like it's lost the sheen yeah like right. it is it's totally like not original or doing it like i really liked until dawn because that was doing something different and i was like oh that's cool they're doing like a slasher movie and all that but this mm. is exactly the same like there's very very little difference mm-hmm. um I'll give it credit like that. Uh, I can't even i was even going to say that i was going to say the performances are good but they're not um <laughs> 
like there some of them are good but like the stuff like justice smith and stuff his character just sounds like he's stoned 24 yeah, 7 and doesn't I, give a fuck about anything so the extent um, of my the extent of me seeing this was like through various outlets like i watched next lander play it i watched waypoint mm. play it. i feel like i've seen the start of that game like seven times by as various streamers and stuff have yeah played it. Um, that's a shame because that's the worst part of that game oh really um, okay interesting yeah um but yeah like justice smith specifically like it feels like I have no, I have no idea if this is true or not, but it really does feel like he's like phoning it in, or like yeah. his lines weren't recorded in the same way that everyone else's was. Because um, yeah, his character is bizarre. It's a really weird thing. Because yeah. generally, I thought that like everyone else was like giving it the right degree of seriousness, and that you so, shouldn't at yeah, all. You're, you are right. They are playing it like you should any like teens at a summer camp level slasher movie yeah. which is not very well at all yeah. but the problem is that you have with that game is that until dawn had likable characters there were characters that were like you're okay i kind of don't want you to die there are some yeah. that i want to die there are some that went like uh hayden Pinatier's character wasn't awful there was yeah. like the the nerdy dude with the glasses who you yeah. quite liked and like all that Chris, stuff this guy right. th- this game has no redeeming characters like <laughs> all of them could die and i would not give a fuck and i actively right. wanted them to die quite a lot of the time because they're just idiots like it is there is a whole uh there's a whole bits of like these so the, the 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 problem are one of the main problems with that game is that it does the it's it's it does the thing that slasher movies in the 80s did which is like gives you for like a a runtime of about an hour 45 minutes they give you like 25 minutes worth of setup mm. where it's like the kids all arrive at the camp and they like fuck around. Maybe there's some sex that happens. Some people go out in the lake, like the general stuff that happens at yeah, summer yeah. camp. But because this game is like eight hours or nine hours, the setup is like an hour and a half. Yeah. So it is really long and really arduous of like, they, they spend time with like every team doing different things and they're all boring and they're all shit where it's like, you've got, you've got the, the really jockey guy who broke the car that wants to get back together with his girlfriend who goes off with his girlfriend to find supplies because they want to have a fucking rager or whatever. Yep. And they have a really shit sequence in a storeroom somewhere where that's, he talks about popcorn. That and... storeroom sequence specifically. So I... That was the point where I was like, okay, this is... They are... It feels like they're padding this a lot. Yeah. So it should also they're be They're really padding it, yeah. So like, excluding Until Dawn, like all the dark picture stuff where like... They were like five, six hour games, four or five, yeah, six hour games. Quick, yeah. And they were yeah. like, I think they were like 25, 30 quid each. This is a full price 60 yep. to $70 game. Yes. Um, and as such, it has to be like nine, 10 hours, I assume. But yep. that scene About specifically that. was like, they are really dragging so this out. Long. And there's and, like one, there's one scene like that for every single pair of right. teens. So yeah. there's like that, and then there's the scene with the like the awkward nerdy people who go out into the forest, and that's really shit. And they get attacked by a boar, and then there's the <laughs> yeah. there's the the scene with like two of the teens that are one of them is very gay, and one of them might be gay, and they have like a weird flirting thing, and it's it's all just really boring, and it doesn't even it sets up their character, but it sets up all their characters in such a way where you're like, oh, you're a shithead. Like that's the nobody the, here the is nobody here there's one character and it's like the 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 quiet nerdy arty girl who's played by aria winter yeah. who isn't awful she's all right 
Like she's, she, seemed, she, she seemed like the only one that actually was paying yeah, attention and had only some. One that, the only one at one point where I was like, "Okay, I would be okay if you didn't die." Everybody else, <laughs> fuck those guys. Like, okay. don't give a shit about the rest of them. Especially like the fucking jock guy. He could die in yeah. a fire for all. I mean, I he's the reason they're there's all like, there, right? That's the point. Yeah, he's the reason this happened. And like, oh my god! And then there's a sequence. So they all have this rager, and then like, I'm not. I, Minor spoilers, I guess, but it's for like the intro, so it doesn't yeah. really matter. I'm not going to spoil what the monster is or anything like sure, that. Sure, sure. Um, they have a sequence where the jock guy and the nerdy guy have like a shootout yeah, with a right. shotgun that they've found. Yep. And they're like, oh, I bet you can't shoot this. And they, they have a weird thing because they have they do spin the bottle and it ends up the nerdy kid kisses the ex-girlfriend and stuff. It's bizarre. But... So they have this manly thing where they're like, okay, it's a fucking shotgun, let's have a shootout. And they're like, okay, sure, why not? Um, so uh, Brenda Song's character jumps up and is like, I am Miss Gun Safety. Like, we yep. can do this and I can, I run the shooting range, I know this, and blah, blah, blah. And they go and do this shooting sequence and it is the most, like, gun unsafe shooting yeah. I've ever fucking seen in my life. And Brenda Song is, like, fine with it. Like, there is a bunch of, like, fucking... Like, they do it where they're, like, shooting cans off of a stump, but it's against, like, a flat background that's, like, 100% gonna ricochet and kill someone. Yeah, it's, like, a like, stone background. Yeah, uh, complete stone, so the pellets are just gonna bounce back, and, like, they do it from, like... And they, like, do it from, like, far enough away where a shotgun's not gonna hit anything, and it's just I, bizarre. I, I saw the... Because I saw the start of that scene, and when they, they first bring the shotgun back, they're like, hey, we should do the shootout when Brenda Song's character jumps up and starts to do the, like, hey, don't fuck around with guns, I was like, oh, cool! Yeah. Like, they actually have a character in here who's gonna, like, do some kind of degree of gun safety and, like, she turned, they, when they get there and just like, okay, don't do this, don't do this, fine. And then they just fucking throw all that to the wind and, like, yeah. jocks waving it around the and second, stuff. The second, like, yeah, the second someone starts firing that gun, gun safety just goes completely out the window. Totally. And they're, like, they're, like, throwing the barrel around and stuff. It's bizarre. It's such a, so, such a, and I was like, okay, no, you guys deserve to die at this point. Like, you are asking to get a pellet through your head or something like that so if the monster kills you i don't give a fuck anymore <laughs> it's so like yeah it's just it's so long the intro is just bizarrely long and it takes forever um and then even when you get into like the oh shit the monster stalking them but none of it there is no like prolonged bit of terror it is like really, really short, sharp bits of terror when the monster chases them, and then really long bits of talking and not doing a lot again. Yeah, and then short, sharp bits of terror, and then long bits of. Not it just doesn't succeed in doing the like slasher movie Freddy Jason thing of like shit. There's this constant threat. It's because, just like because they're all in they an appear half. and then don't appear. Yeah, like you. Well, they, you yeah, they're like IR forty five something like that. Like yeah. it's not like you, you get they the do that. I mean, it's, it's why it's, it's why those archetypes are a thing, right? Is because like as those movies progressed and more and more people like started getting in the genre, you can very quickly go, "That's the jock dude. That's the nerd dude. That's the person that's going to yeah. die first. Like you can, it gets you up to speed quickly, so you can do the bit that you're actually here with, which is the horror bit, right? Yeah. But, like stretching that out for nine hours, unless it doesn't these, work. Yeah. Unless these are super work. interesting characters, like the thing I actually, I thought the thing I wanted after I saw Until Dawn was i wanted like a cabin in the woods thing like i wanted a complete inversion of the trope genre subversion yeah yeah, yeah. that's what but you then want. i was yeah. like you're not like cabin in the woods did that 
so now I'm just expecting everything to do a cabin in the yeah, woods and is, it doesn't work this anymore. This is the problem, right? It's the same thing that I have because I talked to my friends about this as well. It's the same problem I have with um, the roguelike genre at this point where roguelikes have a real problem now that Hades exists. Yeah, because exactly. Yep. Hades does everything better and more than literally any other roguelike has ever done so yes. if you're going to make a roguelike that's the thing you have to hit and i don't know how anybody other than supergiant does that no it's crazy it, 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 and it, slasher movies are the same thing where it's like or until dawn is the same thing and cabin in the woods where it's like you can go back and do this like traditional horror slasher thing but because cabin in the woods exists that subverted that in such an interesting way and kind of like made all the tropes plain it's it doesn't work as well anymore because you're just like, oh, it's the cabin in the woods bit, but they're taking it really seriously, which yeah, isn't exactly interesting. Like that's that's you then taking the genre and playing it off, but it's weird. So it's um, like because I I I'd never really I'd never watched really any of that like that kind of era of of slasher stuff like Jason or anything. Like that. I'd never really seen yeah. it. So my my most yeah. of my experience of it was like Biosmosis, and then like the what's that Netflix series that does like behind the scenes of movies? Um, the movies that made us is that what it is yeah something like that or movies yeah. we love or something like that yeah so yeah. they did like a the halloween version of that where they did a bunch of so they did halloween and they did uh jason sorry no they did jason and they did nightmare uh, on elm street nightmare on elm street that was there too so those were yeah. my experiences with it nightmare on elm street seemed genuinely quite scary at the time before it got ridiculous yeah, it was. but jason was like you can't watch jason now and go like it doesn't have the same effect because like that's the thing that originated all those tropes, right? That yeah, is the model exactly, that yeah, so yeah. many of those movies used to do stuff going the, forward. So it doesn't the, hit the, the cliche same. is all based off of Jason. Like exactly. that is the thing. Yeah, exactly. And um, so, yeah, so like it is one of those things, which is like when you have stuff, which is trying to go for that, you're like, are you just going to do the thing? Because that's not the only way you can do the thing is either you subvert it, in which case you can't because Cameron the Woods did it and nothing's going to probably yeah. beat that. Or, you do it in such a way where, like, the characters are interesting. Like, I think there's room for, like, a modernization of that, which is, like, let's leave all, like, the, the like, Christian sin symbolism to the side. Yeah. And, like, let's make, like, the the the, the villain or the, the, the antagonist, like, I don't know, like, some other metaphor or something interesting like that. Like, apparently yeah, that I, was... No, I, I'm pretty sure you could do a yeah. modern slasher movie and have it be interesting. But this, like, but this is well, not that, right? This is going no, for that. No, this is that. Then rigorously sticking to the exactly. old slasher format, yeah. but over the course of, like, 12 hours as opposed to an hour 45. Because apparently, um, uh, apparently that was the thing. Do you remember, what was it, tail end of last year or something like that, where there was that um, Ubisoft-backed Werewolves United movie, or Werewolf Uncovered, whatever the, that Werewolf game that ubisoft made and they turned it into a movie all oh, right yeah yeah yeah. apparently yeah. it's really good and i yeah that's what i heard as well the one that I, was like it's werewolf it's like werewolf the card game but it's yes. like done as a movie yeah, but yeah. it's licensed version the version of werewolf that ubisoft made the vr yeah. fake game that they anyway but like that felt like one of those things which is like oh uh like they're doing something interesting with that slasher thing at least because it's like it's slightly different and they're they're using different they're pulling from different places and all that kind of stuff like that's kind of seemed interesting and again it seems like it's actually well written and the characters are interesting in there this just yeah. seems like completely um completely ridiculous and like or not ridiculous like so sticking so closely to the source it's material it's very yeah very very rigorous yeah. um 
and yet, so like, and then you get, so you get past the intro and stuff like that, and you get into when the monster starts showing up. So you get into your slasher bit, and like, even the slasher bit's not really that good. It's not that gory, and like, the kills aren't that interesting. It's mm-hmm. just kind of, it all kind of falls flat. And like, I'll give it credit, like, it looks good. Like, the, the facials and stuff like that, the, the, like, the, the facial animation and stuff like that is good, and like, the environments all look nice and stuff like that, and it's mocapped well as they're acting it. They still aren't doing mouths and teeth well. Um, yeah, still it's looks always a bit teeth. It's always buttery. the teeth. It's really weird. Um, speaking speaking of sorry, just speaking of motion capture again. Yeah. That scene in the where they're getting the supplies. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, somebody put that the bit on the bit on Twitter. Just the clip of the jock guy when he finds the peanut butter snacks. Peanut butter bar pops. Yeah, yeah. And does the dance yeah. with the song. Yeah. And they clipped it just that bit. And it was like, and I think, the, I can't remember exactly what it was, the caption next to it, but it was something on the lines of like, hey, here's the one bit of the game they didn't motion capture. And once you see that, it's like, oh, they hand added yeah. that thing and did it fucking badly. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. It's stilted really and like, it looks like he's T posing slightly and it just, it seems like a mistake. Like, it seems like an animation hasn't loaded. It's so bad. It's bizarre. Um, it's such yeah. a weird choice. Well, but yeah, also, so the, but so it it, it works because they look good, and then there are other stuff that breaks it, where like the rigging on the models isn't good. Mm-hmm. Where if you're car- if you're playing a character and like you turn them around too quickly, it looks like their neck breaks. Yeah, it's really bizarre. Yep. Um, if they interact with liquid at all, the liquid looks awful. There's a scene <laughs> where there are two people swimming in the river, and it right. looks like they're swimming in like oil. It's right. so weird. Um, which is weird because generally yeah, those games look really nice. Like, yeah, they did look really good, it, but now it's just like if you if you took the characters in isolation in the environment, it would look good. If they made them do anything, it would be weird. That's the problem. Um, and it's a slasher movie, so they're running away from a thing a lot, and it's yeah, because yeah. Um, that was because that was also it was the other thing I was thinking about this, which is because Until Dawn was like the first big one of these to do this. Yeah, they had Until Dawn pulled from a lot of different horror genres to fill out its stuff right so you have the slasher stuff obviously and there's a lot of like saw influence in there as well in some sections sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's like some paranormal stuff in there as well like they could pull from a bunch of different stuff whereas it seems here it's just like they're just straight doing the the like they're just taking a sliver of those potential um sources and just doing that so it feels less interesting yeah almost yeah, yeah, yeah. um and then like so I I will do a minor spoiler here so you can skip okay. forward like two minutes or something like that. I'm not going to say what the monster is, yeah, yeah. but I will say when there are scenes in that that game where people turn into the monster, right? Sure. They they don't do it in like a, a cool horror movie way where like it's like body horror and like their, their bones mm. change or whatever. It is literally like an explosion of blood. Like... It's weird. It's like it's like their cat their their character model freezes in place for a second. There's an explosion of blood, and then the model for the monster appears. Oh, it's it's very clearly just like a model swap that they've tried to hide with this blood explosion. Gotcha. Um, and it looks awful. And then there are bits in the game where the monster turns back into the human, and the same thing happens. It's just like <laughs> this blood explosion, and it turns. It looks so bad. Like it, it, it is is so dumb. Like it, it, it I, I can't understand how that is the choice in the movie. But Jesus, it's so bad. So, 
here's where it breaks, right? Because like I could understand someone playing through the quarry and being like, okay, it's not great, but like you know, had fun for like nine hours or whatever sure. with this weird interactive slasher movie. And it feels like part of that as well is coming from like the pseudo multiplayer stuff they've added, which is like you're passing the controller around, yeah. and you're responsible for yeah, character. Yeah, you can play like individual characters and stuff. Like that's all fine, no problem with that. Sure. Problem comes where the the game has these options in the um, in the the menu for a cinematic mode, which is basically the game plays itself and it plays like a movie. Oh right. Um, Wait, with no interaction at all? No, it just plays. The game plays itself. That's oh, it. um, huh. and it and it does it with and there are options, but it's like everybody lives, everybody dies, and gore fest, which is supposed to be like the bloodiest version of it where everybody dies in the worst way possible so, so are they just um, like the decision points what the decision points the game makes automatically are chosen so like there's a good yeah, path a bad path and for like, you so just yeah just interesting it just does it. like that's it why would you so okay when we played through it at first we then came back the next day and we were like should we just like do this like let's put on gore fest and see what it's like like yeah. let's just I, I need to see what the worst deaths are in this game turns out the worst deaths in that game aren't very good either but okay. it's so we, we put on gore fest if you play that game more than once and i kind of suspect this might be the same for all of their games mm-hmm. and like retroactively even until until dawn if you play that game more than once that game is awful like right. it is you suddenly see all the choices that you make in that don't matter like choices really really don't matter at all there are like a couple of choices that matter because it's like does this person live or die Mm. a lot of them doesn't matter has zero impact on anything yep um and that is where that's where the game chatters where it is like because the game bills itself as like a it's a choose your own adventure slasher movie thing where people can live or die based on your choices and all that stuff no they fucking can't like it's not that that that's not true like the choices that you make a lot of the choices that you make will lead to exactly the same thing as everybody else like it's not and that's that's bad like that is really really bad Mm -hmm. um so it it retroactively because i ended the first playthrough being like yeah sure whatever it was like not a great slasher movie but fine if you want to we then finished gorefest and we were all like this thing sucks like this thing is bad like (laughs) When they when they're presenting this thing as like a, it's it's really cool because your choices matter, and then you play it again and you realize no, they don't. Like your choices don't it's, mean anything. Especially when like the main collectible in that game is a thing that shows you like flashes of the future, so you can make the right call. Like yeah, if exactly, those calls don't matter. Then what's the point? So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if the, I don't know if the the calls the the calls all the calls are doing are showing like the outcome of a choice. Mm-hmm. So it's like. You could have made that choice even without knowing the outcome. Like, it, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, true, true. Um, yeah, so that's that, that's it. The quarry's bad. Like, don't play it. The quarry's not great. Um, yeah. Watch, watch your gonna be streamer out- play it. <laughs> like, that's probably the easiest yeah, way to do it. Yeah, watch someone play it. That's fine. Like, that's that's what I did. We were just doing it at the time of release, so there th- wasn't, th- like, a playthrough or whatever. But. I think that's what I'm doing, too. I think that's happening soon, so I will get to see the rest of that game, probably. Yeah, like, uh, you can watch it once and get what it does and be like okay sure whatever it just it totally that entire facade that it puts up breaks the second you try and play it more than once it's kind of crazy um yeah that's that's the quarry that that is the quarry don't play it but sure you can do it if you want i guess do you remember it's i don't know why this reminded me of this but you're talking about like having to disguise choice 
choices. Um, the yeah. first season of the Walking Dead game. Mm. Minor mm. spoilers for minor spoilers for the first season of the Walking Dead, like that ten year old game, whatever it is at this point. Um, you More know, like that, the think. final chapter of that thing. Um, God, what's the main character's name in that series? Um, Joel. Joel? No, that's Last Joel? of Us. That's Last of Us. Oh, that is, that is Last of Us. Fuck. Whoever. Um, anyway, main guy loses his left arm, or can optionally lose his left arm. Um, like uh, he has a he has some tussle with someone and loses an arm, or like he gets bitten and they have to chop off or something like that. But anyway, he loses like from elbow down on one of his arms. Um, and then basically Lee, Lee, Lee that's what it is. Yeah. The entire final episode of that, he can optionally like have or not have his left arm. And see what you see, because when I did it, he didn't have it. Uh, and as I was playing yeah. through, it was like, man, it's so cool that they've like they've had to like rethink these animations for like if you have one hand or two hands. And it turns out I watched somebody else play that final episode who had not lost his arm. Turns out all of the animations he only ever uses his right arm, even if he's got both. Like the left oh, arm just kind of hangs clever. there. Right. Like they don't do anything with it, um, which is smart. But like it does do the whole. Like nobody's really done the smoke and mirrors thing as well as Telltale has, and like mm. that was one of the first ones where I was like, "Oh, okay, this is actually just they've done this smartly as opposed to doing like the quote unquote correct thing," um, which I really appreciate. Um, yeah, no, I, I I do want to see that game to completion, so I think I'm going to see somebody play that soon enough. Yeah, like that's that's the best way to do it. Was well, just like nice. So don't just pay watch someone so don't do pay it. It's easier. For it. Do not anyway. pay the money for it. Yeah, it's, if you can get away with it. Um. Yeah. So let's jump into music break. Um. So we didn't do this last week. I'm pretty sure because I think you picked something else. But yeah, we should do something for the Neon White soundtrack because we talked yeah. about it a little bit last time. And it's not like I say it's not. A, I said last time it's not a soundtrack I would listen to outside of um the game particularly. But inside the game, it is so spot on for the it thing really we're doing. Well, yeah. it, it's it's phenomenal. Um, so this is Glass Ocean from the Neon White soundtrack. Uh, check the post for links so you can pick this up. And we'll be back with some news after this. was glass ocean from the neon white soundtrack check the post for links so you can pick that soundtrack up and you should play that game because we will be talking about it at the end of the year for sure um so we've got some news um we haven't done news the past couple so there's a couple of things that have happened nothing well i don't know we'll see um this is a story that like seven people care about but i'm three of them so we're going to talk about it um the Blade Runner game, oh, the this. point and click Blade Runner game, um, which there is video of me playing it on the site. I never got finishing it actually. I should do that at some point. Um, one of my favorite games of all time, a great classic Westwood point and click adventure game. Um, so basically, what happened was so okay. The lineage of this: the original PC game was ninety nine, ninety eight, something like that. Try playing that game on a modern machine 
until a couple of years ago was basically impossible. It was weird and like it was like CPU throttled and had some. It was basically very very difficult to get running. And then the Scum VM team and Scum being the engine that a bunch of the old LucasArts games were based on. Yeah, um, the classic point and click adventure yes. engine. Scum VM is an emulator for those games specifically, like tuned specifically for those games. They basically came out of nowhere, as far as I could see, and was like, "Hey, we made Blade Runner work with Scum VM because there's no way of playing this game, and we feel like you need like you needed the original discs, but you fed it through Scum VM, and that was the version I was playing on the site. Um, yep. and it's flawless. Like it's that original game, like start to finish, zero problems. It was great. Um, and then a couple of years ago, or maybe last year, I can't remember, but uh, Night Dive, who are the studio that are that did the System Shock remake." remaster and then are also making the new system shot game i think or the sure the re- god they did the remaster they're also doing the remake and are somehow involved in three although i'm not entirely sure how what it is but like night dive's whole thing was like remastering of old games that was that's their whole thing yeah so they said hey we're doing an enhanced edition i'm like cool that game could do with some some love it looks, enhancement yeah could that game could do with some enhancement um so, sorry, 97 game. Um, so that thing came out and it's bad. Um, it's, uh, this is from the Kotaku article. Uh, Blade Runner remake looks like complete dog shit is the headline. It sure does. Um, yeah. It's bad. It's really bad. Um, like the original game, had like all the 3D, all the character models and stuff like that were, I think they were actually voxel based, but it's like, it's very pixelated and it's sometimes difficult to see what's going on. And it, yeah like i said it looked like it could have some work done um and then they've just like fucking the remake just looks like they've just had a smooth filter over everything like everything looks blurry and it's not quite there like everything technically runs at 60 fps but it's like it just doesn't look right um there's a bunch of new bugs that they've added um they've changed fonts there's stuff missing it's just it's just generally bad but it's bad yeah if you can acquire the PC version of that game, I'm touching my PC version right now because it's next to me. Um, the ScumVM version was great, right? It was it was the original yeah. version was there. It doesn't need any it, remaster would be nice, but it's not. I think it's right there. Um, when G, when the enhanced edition went on GOG, it took down the old ScumVM version, so there was no way to get the original the digital version of the discs to use with the ScumVM version. Um, and then they went, "This is shit," because the 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 original version. Um, is gone and we can't get it anymore. Um, that sucks. Or the only way to get it is this enhanced edition. Um, and then they updated it. It was like, no, you know what? Right, we fucked up. The original version is also now free if you buy the enhanced edition, but none of the money is going to the ScumVM people or the, the original licensee that ScumVM had to talk to to get it all working. None of the money is going to them. It's all just going to Night Dive. So there was a second round of, what? wait, what the fuck? What? How? What? What? Um, so now GOG have updated for the second time and there's now a drop down which is like do you want Blade Runner or do you want the Blade Runner Enhanced Edition and the money goes to the right place they're both the same price by the way Um, I think they were both the same price anyway originally I can't confirm that but yeah it's it's really you need to watch what you're buying like the Enhanced Edition does not sound like it's worth buying make sure you get the original ScumVM original disc version it's way better um but i was just like it was just this continual series of just stupid fucking mistakes um or just like 
it was. I'm generously calling them mistakes because I hope they're mistakes as opposed to just genuine maliciousness. But who the fuck knows at this point? But anyway, you should play Blade Runner. It's cool, but play the original version, not the enhanced edition. Um, yeah. Be aware if you are going to play that game that it is kind of fucked up at moments, and the, and in the same way of like old point and click adventure games are, where doesn't make a lot of sense oh there's some oh, there's some yeah there's some not fucked up in a bad way fucked up in a it's a point and click adventure, it's an adventure game, game. Sort of yeah there's some, some yeah. jumps of logic in there that don't make a lot of sense and, and stuff like that but like it's a super interesting one of those um for sure um yeah. the fucking the polyum one which is this web 3 gaming console which is not real in any way shape or form um, like a lot of Web3. Yeah, so this is the Kotaku article. Um, the Polyum 1 is the answer to the question no one has ever nor will ever ask. It is a next-gen console for Web3 gaming, which is to say it's a render on a f- website for a fictional machine that will absolutely never get made. Um, I, like, there's, like, people are scamming this shit all the time. The thing that got me yeah. about this was a couple of things. One is like they've got mock-ups of UI which don't run on anything. They have like a they have like a roadmap that extends to like 2024 when it's supposed to launch and none of it makes any it's all the most generic shit like about like there will be fucking games and you're like cool you're a console what the fuck um the logo for it is essentially the gamecube logo but with a p rather than a g um the controller just looks like a ripped off dual sense that like your parents would have got you and you were like hey i need a new controller it's like cool here's this 12 pound Thing that will break immediately as the as the little brother and the person that was always player two i can tell you those controllers fucking Listen, suck i so, yeah. i fought for you to get a real controller when we were getting that that console believe me because i didn't no, I, I, partially because partially because i didn't want you shit talking like oh i got the shit controller that's why i lost turns out you beat me most of the time anyway but yeah like that's yeah. you're as bad at video games um, which yeah is this is good. this is not this is this is still true um it's not in this article, but you should go look up. God, was it Eurogamer? I can't remember. Um, where they basically they asked some questions to the developers. It was like, "Hey, what's what is this?" Um, considering the specs on the site, specs in inverted commas, um, say the following: 4K Touch ID, 8K HDR, ray tracing, 120 frames a second, and it's like. Those are just words. Like, what does yeah, that mean to you're anything? Saying, yeah. Like, you can't just say things. But basically, they asked a bunch of stuff. It was like, hey, so what games are you making for this game console? And it's like, oh, platform and monetization and NFT. And like, they just say a bunch. Of, like, they're just, it's the most generic shit, which just feels like it is just, like most of this stuff, is just trying to grab money before they disappear off into the fucking ether. Only this time they're doing it with a bit of hardware. It's real. It's, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. Um, but on the lighter side of NFT news, um, Brazil's International Game Festival last week, there was the developer of Mark Venturelli, Venturelli who's the developer behind, uh, do you remember Chroma Squad? The like 2D yeah, XCOM. Yeah, Chroma Squad's great, yeah. Yeah, so that developer, he was giving a talk called The Future of Game Design. Um, and then a few seconds in, he navigated to the next slide of his talk, which uh, then retitled the talk, Why NFTs Are a Nightmare, and the entire room started applauding. Yeah. Um, uh, also useful to know that the games, uh, the Brazil International Games Festival was sponsored by a bunch of crypto and NFT people. 
Yeah, they were not happy. They were not fucking happy. Apparently, there were there was some reports going around. There were people were trying to break down the door to stop him from doing his talk. Um, but the video is online, but it's in Portuguese, and as time of recording has not been subtitled yet, um, so it's kind of difficult to know what's going on. But it's like, yeah, you can see the slides. And it's like, yeah, this is all a fucking nightmare. None of it's real, and yeah, do the thing. Yeah, it was just like the 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 bait and switch on it was so good. Like the clip you can see, even if you don't understand Portuguese, uh, is uh. The bit when everybody pops off. Yeah, is the bit. it's great. Like once yeah. that slide turns and it's like, yeah, fucking great. It's it's very good. It's very very good. Um, Ubisoft continue to just shoot themselves in the face continually. Um, it seems like where they so it's there's been multiple updates to this story. I'm kind of still unclear as to exactly what's happening again. It seems like it's fine, but. I'll I'll go through exactly what happened. So basically, uh, Ubis- basically a bunch of people woke up one day who had bought uh, Assassin's Creed Liberation. Is that the PSP one, Vita one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was on sale during the Steam sale, and a bunch of people woke up like three days after the sale and was like, "Hey, this game's going to be delisted from Steam and is no longer available for purchase." It's like, wait, what? I just literally what what? Um, and basically they. Last week they announced they were axing like a bunch of online services for a bunch of their games, so like hundred games that have lost content um, over the last ninety-one games. Sorry, that have lost like their online capabilities or or whatever it is, or DLCs not able to be accessed or whatever it is. And one of them was basically like this single-player Assassin's Creed game with no multiplayer is also getting delisted. Um, and it's just this, yeah, it's just this sign appeared on Steam, which I don't know if you've ever seen the sign before, but it's like, um, this is from the tweet, and it's like, notice at the request of the publisher, Assassin's Creed Liberation HD is no longer available for sale on Steam. And then another notice, this title will not be accessible following September 1st, 2022. It's like, what the fuck is even happening? So like Ubisoft is yanking games. So it's unclear as to like whether this was a mistake or they panicked and went, oh shit. But um Basically, they, uh, Ubisoft clarified in a statement to Kotaku that, quote, current owners of decommissioned games will still be able to access, play, or re-download them, which is the entire opposite of what it says on the storefront. But they said, Yeah, that's are, not what it says. Yeah, yeah, we are working on updating this information across all storefronts, um, but did not clarify why they're fucking doing it or why it was involved in this. Um, and then the day after, uh, the notification disappeared from the Steam, the Steam page. Excellent. So it's available yeah. for purchase again. You can buy it, you can keep it, whatever. Um, no idea what happened, but the fact that Ubisoft are in a position now where enough people went, yo, Ubisoft are yanking this game and nobody questioned it, says a lot about where Ubisoft is right now, where it just seems like yeah. they're making yeah, continual yeah. fucking bad decisions. Um, yeah, it's it's wild. Weird choice. Yeah, people got really mad about it. Like the internet was seemed freaked out about a this lot whole of it. Thing. Was, I don't. I don't think like people that many people cared about fucking Assassin's Creed I Liberation. Think, yeah, I, I mean, apart from the fact that it's like one of the ones that people hold hold up there. It's like Brotherhood and that game are like the ones that sure in a in a sea of Assassin's Creed are the ones that Brotherhood were doing, like, interesting and things. Four and that, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was more the principle of a thing, which is like. The, the, mm. whole, the whole point of Steam... I get that. I totally get that. Yeah. Even stuff that has been, like, no longer available for sale, like, Steam have this, like, unwritten rule or have basically said, like, yeah, we keep this shit up if you've already bought it. Like, you will always have access to the thing. And they've said in, they've said in interviews before, like, I can't remember who it was, but somebody asked them at one point, like, hey, so, like, what happens if Steam you decide to walk away from Steam at some point? Like, 
what happens to the stuff that people have bought and they've said multiple times like we basically have this giant switch that at some point we can flick and say yep everything's available offline forever and um, so if you've bought something you can get it and that's fine so like they appear to be serious about it so the idea that ubisoft could just come in and go no kind of freaked a lot of people out so yeah who oh, knows? Sure, i can understand that yeah who knows if that was a mistake or whether ubisoft went oh fuck um yeah um, and then finally, speaking of large companies making disastrous fucking decisions, um, Unity's had a hell of a couple of di- uh, hell of a week. I don't know if you've seen any of this stuff. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I have seen John Riccatello be a fucking idiot. Jesus like, Christ! Yeah. So John Riccatello, previously of Activision, right? Uh, I don't know where he came from before this, but basically, so John Riccatello is the CEO, the now CEO of Unity. EA, EA, that's what it was. EA. Um, uh, they've been in the news like a couple of weeks ago as well. Like there was a large amount of layoffs, um, while raking in a bunch of profits and CEO profits and all that kind of stuff. But they fired a bunch of people without a lot of cause. Um, there was a thing just before this story actually, where so was this internal project? I think this is mainly like you may have not heard of this stuff specifically, but like this is kind of in the developer space. They had this project called Gigia. I don't know if you heard about this. So nope. one of the big complaints about Unity, despite the fact it, it generally like love like Unity as an engine, as a technology, is not a problem. It's about what you do with it. But a lot of people who work with Unity say like the problem usually is maintenance and like getting stuff over the finish line because they're really bad at like backwards compatibility and especially like if you're porting to consoles like consoles will just pin on whatever the latest version is and if you've got an old version you need to move a bunch of versions late in the project which can fuck a bunch of stuff up so like getting stuff over the line um when shipping a full game was a problem for a lot of unity people so internally unity were like cool okay we are going to build a game of some kind release the whole like i, I think um the unreal engine's done this a couple of times but they've built a full thing and then just release the whole thing with source and be like hey here's an example project for you to pick apart and look at and see what you can do but they're kind of doing it as a dog fooding process where they're like okay we're going to build a game internally and then we're going to ship it so that we can see all the problems that are involved with shipping something on unity theoretically to fix them so sure. uh july 15th at holden link on twitter surmised this better than i could ever um, Unity started an, in, uh, an internal game project to better understand the expensive time-consuming challenges that devs face when shipping full games with their engine and I've now canned it after realising shipping a full game with their engine was going to be time-consuming and expensive so huh. they basically published the thing on their own forum that was like, yeah, we're stopping Gigia because it's far too expensive and it's taking too much time this thing that was designed to show how... Do exactly that Do exactly yeah. that, they are canning it um, The forum post says um mm-mm. Gigia was conceptualized as an internal production to generate first-hand product feedback as well as a learning resource for our users. To release it as a sample project would have required a thorough cleanup and optimizations in its current stage. Um, considering the remaining development, considering the remaining development effort against putting more focus on the evolution and improvement of the tools we are shipping to you, it did not seem like a well-justified way to spend our R&D resources. <laughs> in the end, Gigia replicated the struggles of game production, which made it valuable for internal validation, while also making it labor-intensive and costly to be turned into a clean and organized example of our best practices. Like, is that not a thing you account for? Is exactly, literally what right? the project like, was for. You want to talk about the worst advertisement for Unity as a developer ever is this thing where the people who make the fucking yeah. engine can't release a game on it because it's too expensive. Like, what the fuck? Um, 
And then like Unity already had had some stuff over the past couple of months where they were like, hey, we are doing government projects, but stop asking what the government projects are. We're not allowed to talk about them. And they were like, are they military? And are you killing? Are you involved in like active military war zones? And they were like, no comment. Uh, all of that, can, like not being in a great place. So then <laughs> Unity CEO John, John Rigatello just stands in his own nutsack consistently for like a week. Um, so one of the things that Unity announced amid more layoffs was that they're buying an ad tech firm called Iron Source. Yep. Um, this again from the Kotaku article. Among other things, this partnership will give developers who use the engine more and more ways to monetize and rise above the noise, according to general manager Mark Whitten. Um... At this point in the conversation, PocketGamer.biz characterized the focus on monetization as receiving, quote, pushback from some creatives, giving Riccatello a chance to sound off. I'm just going to do the whole quote here because it's kind of, it doesn't make a lot of sense without the full quote. This is John Riccatello. Ferrari and some of the other high-end car manufacturers still use clay and carving knives, Riccatello said, about the necessity of making monetization an early priority. I don't know what that first sentence means. Like... I, oh, as part no of their idea. as part of their design, they still use clay and carving knives to like carve bodywork. I think is what he's getting at there. Well, yeah, but the 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 difference there is that Ferrari and stuff and high end car manufacturers are priding themselves on the fact that it's like a personal handmade thing. Yeah, like, like it's, it's a craft as opposed to fucking Unity, which is an engine for making video games. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's a very small portion of the gaming industry that works that way. Oh, that, there you go. That's right. It's a very small portion of the gaming industry that works that way. And some of those people are my favorite people in the world to fight with. They're the most pure, beautiful and pure, brilliant people, full stop. Cool. John Riccatello is a fan of people who make video games, people who make art with video games, people who make yeah. smaller games. Handcrafted experiences. Handcrafted experiences. <laughs> God, I can't... See, even just reading this again, fuck... Uh, some of these people, though. some of these people are my favorite people in the world to fight with. They're the most beautiful, pure, brilliant people. Full stop. Next sentence. They're also some of the biggest fucking idiots. Like yep. that's quote. That is verbatim what was said. Yep. Um, I've seen great games fail where they because they turned out their compulsion loop or two. Uh, they tuned their compulsion loop to two minutes when it should have been an hour. Sometimes you wouldn't even notice the product difference in a massive success and a tremendous fail, but for this tuning, what it does to attrition rate, there's a developer on the planet that wouldn't want that knowledge. So this is him saying, here's why our ad tech stuff is good, because it lets you monetize your tiny game that we love, but also you're a fucking idiot. So fucking idiot was the the, the phrase that stu- stood out there, where like Unity, the, the type of developers that Unity became big on Riccatello yeah. comes out and says, is a fucking idiot. Um, so then he went out on Twitter and said, basically, this was massively taken out of context. We love you people. Um, <clears throat> fuck the media, I think was generally what it was. To be to be fair, though, we did just read the context, right? Yeah, that and was the context. Like, that was, that was the, the quote. The context doesn't make you sound good, John. Yeah. Like, it's not, yeah. This was... This was a recorded interview with PocketGamer.biz about their merger. Like he, this is a thing that he said. That is your context. Fine. Um. So then he he got out on Twitter and like I wish I could find the original tweet, but I think it may be gone. Oh no, sorry, here it is. Um. Uh, full tweet, July fifteenth. Clickbait. Full stop. Out of full context. Full stop. Deeply sorry if what I said offended any game dev. Again, if what I said the se- offended the sentence, any. I, yeah. Not yep. an apology. That's yeah. Yep. 
Absolutely love the people that make games. Creative, hard work, hashtag unity. Like, what the fuck? Okay. And then uh, an hour, uh, a day later, um, this is a new one. So, you know, like people who do apologies will do like screenshots of note apps um, from like the iPhone note app and will be like, hey, here's this thing. Um, John McTello, all the always the businessman, appears to have taken a screenshot of a Google Doc. Yeah. Um, which I can tell because it's full of spelling mistakes that are read underlined, which is also my favorite it's, fucking thing. It's weird spelling mistakes that are read underlined and like bizarre capitalization. Yeah, like he's like, just no, not capi- no capitalization words, of yeah. I anywhere. Um the fact that John Riccatello, now CEO of a game development a game engine developer, does not have devs in his built-in dictionary says a lot, I think, yeah. about what is there. Yeah. Um so I I'll I'll take chunks out of this. I want to talk about both what I said in the interview and my follow-up tweet. I'm going to start with apology. My word choice was crude. I'm sorry. I am listening and will do better. This is John McTello, a man who's consistently never done better in anything. Yep. Um, what I can do, perhaps, is provide more of what I was thinking when I did the interview, what I would have said if I had taken greater care. First, I have great respect for game developers. Okay, sure. I t- um, uh, your words don't say that, but okay, sure. Yeah. Second, uh for the game uh, I'm, I'm taking chunks of this out this is not verbatim for the game devs i work more closely with there's often anxiety about whether players will love the game and appreciate all the work and love that went into making it okay cool mm-hmm. third sometimes a game developer wants all a game developer wants is to have a handful of friends enjoy the game art for art's sake and art for friends others want player dollar sign to buy the game others want player dollar sign to buy the game or game items so they can make a living both of these motivations are no- noble. This isn't even well written. I'm just seeing yeah. it. What I was trying to say and clearly failed at saying is that there are better ways for game developers to get an early read on what players think of their game, to learn from their feedback, and if the developer wants to adjust the game based on this feedback, it's a choice to listen and act or just to listen. Again, both are very valid choices. Except you're a fucking idiot if you choose the other one, yeah. but I'm not going to say that. If yeah. I had been smarter in choosing my words, I would have said this. We are working to provide developers with tools so that they can better understand what their players think and it's up to them to act or not based on this feedback. Anyway, that's it. Lots of words and a sentence I wish I had never said. So the resolution of that is nothing's changing. We're still letting people go and buying this ad tech company. If you yep. don't want to make money from your stuff, that's your fucking problem. Okay, <laughs> cool. I, I, think you, I think you're an idiot, but I can tell you it's you your choice. Idiot. Yeah, I can tell yeah. you to think you're an idiot, but you're allowed to be an idiot. Is the You're thing. allowed to do that. You're your allowed choice. to make the wrong decision. It's fucking sure. Great. Meanwhile, cool. they are reducing their staff. They're canceling projects to make game development better. They're instead they're doubling down on military contracting and ad tech, and are trying to go after Unreal in like the fucking movie TV market as well. Like, holy shit! So the interesting thing was like watching the. Um, so what I didn't realize Twitter actually did this because I don't look in replies to this kind of stuff very often. But people you follow. Like, if they have replied to a thing you're looking at, they will be promoted to the top. So, yeah. that original John Cattello tweet, the, like, out-of-context fake news tweet, like, there was, like, seven or eight people I follow in, like, in the game dev space were, like, directly replying to him going, what the fuck? Like, shut the fuck up. What are you, what are you saying? It was yeah. great. It was, it was really, really good. It was just, like, a complete... Just a complete fucking... Complete shutdown of him. And, like, even the, like second attempt he had to fix it just hasn't actually fixed anything it's just like it's one of those things which is like 
like Epic has its own fucking problems, but like you're looking at an engine for the future for you to develop a game in that will still be around that has your back in the next three to four or five years that you're making a game. Yeah. Unity doesn't look like a good promise right now. Um Yeah. Awesome. It's it's fucked. It's really fucked. Like there's not much else. It's, I it's, it's super fucked. Unity yeah. is in such a weird position, and it sucks because Unity is a great tool, and they've just decided yeah, to fuck for sure. it. It's a great it's engine. Insane. Some, some amazing games that yeah. they made in Unity. Yes. It's 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 insane. Anyway, that's all I have. I don't know if you have, there was a. Do you want to talk about that? I saw some articles going around about the the updates they're doing to destiny for the latest season the new events and stuff like that they're adding i don't know if they're doing anything uh, specifically with that it's the one that they were talking about is like changing solstice which is yeah, like that was what it was a, a super fucking grind fest and the stuff that they're saying like i i stopped caring about solstice a long time ago because it was so bad like as how grindy it fucking was and all you got was like super shiny armor which doesn't really appeal to me anyway yeah yeah um I've not read in detail mainly because I don't care about Solstice, so Fair I enough. can't really comment. Um, Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, cool. So what have we got coming up? So uh, Stray is out on the nineteenth, which is Tuesday, Tuesday? Yeah. which is a Cyberpunk Cat game, which I'm I'm very excited about. Um, as is As Dusk Falls, which is a game I will delve into for the good of our for the good of the podcast and come back and go, yeah, this probably wasn't very good, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, what was the other thing there was something else that was coming out soon as well which i have now lost there's a new oh that's okay i was like there's a new octopath traveler game i was like oh it's an ios game okay it's the mobile game yeah yeah um also bear and breakfast is out the 28th but now only for pc the console versions have been pushed back um which is fine for me because i'll be on pc but like if you're looking for that game on console that will be that got delayed slightly I think it is now into August for the console version of that game. Um, but yeah, what uh, what are we playing? I will, God damn it, I will get that Ace and Neon White. I'll be playing Stray. I will be fucking around with the more Steam Deck stuff, I think. Um, yeah, and just kind of playing stuff as it, as it appears. Yeah. Um, yep. Is there anything coming up for you? More Monster Hunter, I assume? Yeah, just Monster Hunter and stuff. Like I don't know, there's not a lot really coming out for me. So no, so I kind of I'm at this point where it's like a month away from the next Final Fantasy 14 raid tier. So I'm kind of just wait. I thought they did their floating. like insane tier. No, that that yeah, the first part of it it goes from one to twelve, and I've done one to four. Oh wait, oh, okay. I didn't realize it was that. Like, oh, okay, I didn't. Okay. Yeah, I every assumed... every every raid block is divided from. One to four, then five to eight, and then nine to twelve. Oh, okay, I didn't realize it was that. Okay, I I, I misconstrued how that worked. Then that's fine. Yeah, um, no, it comes out. It comes out end of August, so I'm kind of just sitting waiting for that. Cool, cool, um, cool. I think that's everything. Um, in terms of site stuff, um, we need to do some of the Steam Deck. I want to do something with. Um, we need to actually go and do that. Um, Songs of Conquest thing because i want to see what yeah, that game is i kind of want to yeah. see what that is um yeah i think that's everything yeah i think that's everything so gameindustart.com is the website where you can find all of our articles and podcasts are up there we're on youtube.com slash gameindustart subscribe get notified when we put new stuff up there 
We are on Facebook and Twitter. Search Game Engine Start. You find us there. Podcast at GameEngineStart.com is the email address. And that's us. Stay safe. Enjoy whatever you're playing. And we will see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye.